We have all the time in the world, that's the idea. So we're going to read something that's about Letter 45, The Mystical Knowledge of the Transient Creator. Sounds very serious, dear. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to concentrate. <laughs> Mystical Knowledge of the Transient Creator in the Name of God, the Merciful, the Compassionate. Well, transient creator. That's interesting. Can you find the word? The transient. Transient means like transatory or transcendent yeah, creator. All right, transcendent creator. So what is the meaning? More simple words. Transcendent. Well, we're not sure. It means uh, the creator that transcends us? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you look at Transcendent? That's like transcendentalism. You want me to look up transcendent? Why don't we just read his reading? <laughs> transcendent. Uh, why can't you ask? Alexa, what's the definition of the word transcendent? There you go. Brother Samsudan, may God enhance you with his knowledge. May Alexa enhance us. Do you think Alexa came from God? I think everything comes from God. <laughs> may Alexa enhance you with her, her knowledge. May God enhance you with his, his knowledge. Mystical knowledge is the very essence of the souls of believers. Whoever is not destined for this knowledge does not really exist. Goodness. Whoever is not destined for this knowledge does not really exist. Goodness. Knowledge of the artisan is born through knowledge of his artifacts. From knowledge of the Creator, the knower gains salvation and everlasting life. The first knowledge is that everything he has created is seen to be ill at ease, helpless and imprisoned. That's the first knowledge. The first knowledge is that everything he has created is seen to be ill at ease, helpless and imprisoned. It's like right today, everything we create is around us and we are imprisoned. That's the first knowledge. step. So we currently have the so first knowledge. Uh, outside, uh, and likewise, when we are so about this world, uh, we are currently imprisoned in the first knowledge. A person should sever all his relationships with creation. Uh-oh. We had read before, like in Mani polytheism, we should detach. We are currently severed from relationships with everything in creation by 
We're in a stay-in-place isolation. A person should sever all his relationships with creation. He should not socialize. He should realize that the Lord is only one, eternal in both his essence and his attributes. Quote, there is none other like him. He it is who sees and hears. Quran 42.10.11 The other way to knowledge of the Creator is through the soul, as has been said. Quote, whoever knows himself knows his Lord. All right? If we know ourself, then we know the Lord. The Lord first showed forth his power in the entire ambient of the heavens by calling into existence and reducing to nothingness by varying the states of creatures to include night and day, abundance and scarcity, expansion and contraction by bestowing kingdoms and taking them back again and by establishing various states in the world. Does that sound like astrophysics? <laughs> I don't think so. What time is it? Oh. He is revealed by all things under the heavens in order that believers in his unity might behold their fellow creatures and gain knowledge of him. As the Quran attests, quote, we will show you our signs in the world. Q4153. This process takes a long time for the knower. God placed the secrets of all creatures within man. For he added, quote, And within yourselves, do you not see this? <clears throat> Quran 4153, Quran 5121. God, <clears throat> God placed the secrets of all creatures within man. For he added, quote, And within yourselves, do you not see this? The spirit of man has been made the exemplar of all creatures. It serves as a ladder leading to knowledge of oneself, that everyone who knows himself might also gain some insight into the Lord. They keep saying that, know yourself. There's so many they say, know thyself is the same as knowing God. Hmm. This saying alludes to the alternating states of one's soul. For example, sickness and health, walking and sleeping, waking and sleeping, death and life, joy and sadness, together and with other states and explanations. Lord is the macrocosm of which self is the microcosm. Hmm. So God is the macrocosm and the self is the microcosm. Clearly alternation, we hear that as one of the principal facts, even in Pythagoras, right? Clearly alternation in nature and in creatures is not within human control. This is proof for both the poor and the powerful that everything is under his sway. Whether one is vexed or joyous, it is a result of his disposing. God. Note carefully the signs along the way. The Sufis of distinction journey on the path of mystical knowledge within themselves and gain awareness from their own nature. All things, whether gross or refined, can be sought within oneself. 
and the wise find signs and proofs of the knowledge of the Lord within themselves. Quote, certainly there is a reminder in this for men of insight. Unquote, Quran thirty nine twenty one. The Lord even casts some of them out of his sight so that after reflecting, they might be able to recognize him in all creatures, as has been said. Quote, look what do you find in heaven and earth, unquote. Another group might attain knowledge as a result of persistent struggle. Quote, those who struggle earnestly for our sake, we will certainly guide them in our ways. Quran 29, 20, 69. There are others who, without any discernible rhyme or reason, are granted in a moment the light of divine guidance, and the door to knowledge is opened wide to them. Quote, he follows a light from his Lord. Quran 39, 22. There are others who, without any discernible rhyme or reason, are granted in a moment the light of... What do you mean, discernible rhyme or reason? Without any discernible what? Discernible rhyme or reason. Or rhyme or reason. Uh, without any rhyme or reason. What is rhyme or reason? Without any known cause. Okay. There are others who, without any known cause or any discernible rhyme or reason, are granted in a moment the light of divine guidance and the door to knowledge is open to them, for them. Quote, he follows a light from his Lord, unquote, Quran 39.22. For others, a veil remains concerning knowledge, quote, they do not honor God with the honor due him, unquote, Quran 6.92. Some are completely hindered from attaining any knowledge of the mighty Almighty. Quote, God sealed their hearts, unquote, Q27. <sighs> some have it and some don't, <laughs> Is that it, dear? There's no discernible rhyme or reason for who knows and who don't. Some know and some don't. <laughs> it's amazing, huh? uh, what do you think of that? There's hope for everybody. <laughs> Quote, His beauty has been manifest in a hundred thousand faces in each and every particle. Something different can be seen. Inevitably, every particle points to the friend, capital F, friend, for in its beauty can be discerned the face of another. Since he is one, the whole series begins with him. As long as you exist, you are the captive of another, capital A and another. <clears throat> Due to these differences, it becomes clear that mystical knowledge cannot be gained through the exercise of one's intellect unless it is granted by the Lord. The uninitiated may be highly intelligent and be yet devoid of mystical knowledge. Nor can knowledge be obtained by hearing unless the Lord grants it, for most unbelievers receive an invitation from the prophets and hear a description of this knowledge without ever acquiring it. It has been established that knowledge of the Lord is granted only through his guidance. Hence it is that Abu Bakr, the righteous, said, We, quote, we recognize God by means of God, and other than God, by the light of God. Unquote. Someone asked Hazrat Nuri, N-U-R-I, for the proof of God's existence. Quote, the proof of God, he replied, is the great Lord who is beyond all. <laughs> what kind of answer is that, <laughs> The proof of God is the great Lord who is beyond all. That's, 
That's not a proof. Uh -huh. The proof of God is the great Lord who is beyond all. What's that word, though? What? How do you spell that? Beyond? The other word. Beyond yeah. what? All. Or beyond all. There's no answer there. Again, he was asked about the role of the intellect. Quote, as far as this work is concerned, he answered, the intellect is helpless. It cannot show the way, but only indicate where the way lies. For by itself it is ineffectual. Mm -hmm. The intellect's uh, not quite going to work. At the display of your beauty, love of idols becomes but vain desire. Your sole task is to flee from those who seek to captivate your heart. Face to face with your face, what can the mind a man do? Face to face with your lips, any other life is but vain desire. The work of the intellect is nothing more than to see the bodies, essences, or occurrences of all things in the content of space and time. And a similar thing could be said for the other qualities of creatures. There is nothing that is outside these two dimensions, yet neither of them is lawful for a seeker, since to put faith in them would make an unbeliever of him, or since nothing bears a likeness or resemblance to him, the mind of the seeker would be perplexed. He would say, quote, I do not find any existing being except with this type of quality, but he has no connection at all with such qualities. Perhaps he doesn't exist. Since reasoning leads to unbelief, for the seeker errs either by anthropomorphizing God. There's that word. Anthropomorphizing. Right. Since reasoning leads to unbelief, for the seeker errs either by anthropomorphizing God or by avoiding him of all connectedness to this you world. See, because it's, it says that uh, it's human name is in the same uh, hmm. essence as God. Uh, hmm. uh, so it becomes confusing a little bit. Uh, many make it like a mirror image in a way, while uh, this is something uh, more uh, secretive, eternal, something that mm. man doesn't know in himself yet to understand. Hence it is evident that unless and until he grants knowledge, no one can perceive him. The short and the long and the short of it of of all this is that finding God is not the result of looking for him. Oh, goodness. It is a gift. <laughs> well, we've heard this before. <laughs> hmm. God just decide who's going to find him and who isn't. <laughs> not everyone who seeks God finds him, but only he to whom is given the gift of perceiving him. Nor does any Everyone who gazes intently see him, only he sees him to whom he has shown himself. <laughs> well, at least we know the rules, uh, we know. Well, we, uh, the only people who know him are the ones who Maneri shows. 
him to. <laughs> I'm disappointed now. <laughs> I guess I'm never going to see God. <laughs> you want to stop reading now? <laughs> I give up, I think. I'm never going to see God. Showing is the cause of seeing, not looking. Giving is the cause of finding, not seeking. Many seekers have not become finders, while many who have found were not seeking. As far as seeking... <laughs> That's a... That's wonderful. <laughs> Nobody said it so well. <laughs> well, thank you for the book. <laughs> as far as seeking is concerned, all are equal. We're all equal. Seems we're all equal on seeking. <laughs> we can look beyond, we cannot seek beyond a certain point, you know. You seek and you do your best. You see, I could have you as a hedge where I seek for God and don't find Him. And then you don't seek, and then, but then you find Him. So I can manage my risk by a hedge of having somebody. In finding, however, there are differences. An idol worshiper finds him in an idol god. Christians call upon him in Jesus, while Jews attest to him through Esdras. Who they? Who is E S D R A S? And maybe that's their word for. I don't know what. E S D R A S. The tendency of all creatures in this world, whether knowingly or not, is always towards you. How can I have anyone besides you as my friend? Any friendship with others derives from the fragrance of your friendship. The world, too, is in quest of him. It is in the very act of seeking that people lose the way. Something is placed in front of each person that becomes a veil for him. There's the answer there. Something is placed in front of each person that becomes a veil for him. But there is one group for whom the veil has been lifted, and they are able to find the way to him. All right, so either have a veil, either a mask on or a mask off. <laughs> That's the answer. There is a city in which the praise of that good face resounds. The hearts of all peoples of the world have been veiled from him. We desire him along with others, each of whom eagerly waits to see who's favored. Who will gain the friend? I'm just going to wait and see who's favored. Hmm. We just sit around and see who's the favorite of God. You want to do that? Mm -hmm. Mm. True knowledge consists in finding the way to perceive the adorable one just as he is in his essence, his attributes and his action without fault, shortcoming or imperfection. This Sufi should know God as the Lord completely true to himself and revealed through his own word. There are two opinions concerning the perfection of spirit mystical knowledge. Wow. Was this the... The thesis of my Ph.D. thesis. <laughs> there are two opinions concerning the perfection of mystical knowledge. How do you obtain the perfection of mystical knowledge? God. 
If I tell Harvard Divinity School I'm writing my PhD. Some theologians hold that a servant of the Lord ought to try to know in the same way as God knows himself, even though this can never be fully accomplished. To some extent, such knowledge is possible, but never completely. You could take an incomplete. <laughs> I could work on a PhD and then just take an incomplete. <laughs> They disallow any analysis of the Lord, averring that the mystics are all equal in their knowledge of the known one, and also know him as he knows himself. The claim of this group is to the perfection of knowledge. The second school of opinion, including many intelligent men, along with a whole body of theologians and Sufis, says that no one can know the Lord perfectly. All know that he exists, while well, a number also know that they have found salvation, but make no claim to perfect knowledge, such as Abu Bakr, the righteous, who said, quote, to realize that one's intellect is of no avail in perceiving God is itself a form of knowledge. <laughs> to realize that one's intellect... <sighs> earlier. All know that he exists, while a number also know that they have found salvation, but make no claim to perfect knowledge, such as Abu Bakr, the righteous, who said, quote, to realize that one's intellect is of no avail in perceiving God is itself a form of knowledge. Well, in a way, a Zen Buddhist knows that you can't think your way into enlightenment. <laughs> he also said, quote, Some of the attributes of God Almighty are such that no one can perceive them. Members of this group know and admit that what was said about the means of acquiring knowledge, quote, Because he commanded, we know, they declare, and yet he himself remains far greater than whatever degree of knowledge we reach. Well, of course, it's hard to contain. Uh, where is the intellect that contained to your perfection? Where is that spirit which can aspire to your majesty? We want you to raise the beauty-concealing veil. But where is the eye that can see your beauty? See? Where is the intellect that contain your perfection? Where is this, that spirit which can aspire to your majesty? We want you to raise the beauty-concealing veil. But where is the eye that can see your beauty? Yeah, you can post it all over, everywhere. You can claim the right to post it on the Internet. Charge it. Why don't you write it down? Couldn't a little my side, my way. Uh, mm, right here. Today I can take the whole page in that case, mm -hmm. if you let me. Oh, you have a shadow there. Okay. Very good. Mm -hmm. That's worth a hundred million dollars. Uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I could really make a lot with that. Uh -huh. 
In short, since divine knowledge is the reason for the salvation of God's servants, if there is anything missing in the conditions required for it, then the command concerning salvation will turn out to be ineffective. They have said that a Sufi has a clean mirror of his heart, which has been placed before him. Looking into it, he perceives the limits of creatures and the rights of the Creator. He pursues the way, capital W, of mystical knowledge just as it is. The more I keep gazing at the radiant face of the friend, the more the world becomes for me a dis dis depiction of him. Whoever looks at the purity of his heart sees there the resplendent beauty of the ravisher of his heart. That's also a nice quote. It's on the same page. Wow, that's a nice quote. A man of heart who became a knower contained in his eyes the argument and proof of God's creation. Quote, I am a sign of all that is his, proof that that essence and unity has no association whatsoever. Come, open your eyes, and see that each particle of dust, you look carefully into it, contains a world-revealing cup. Several writers have stated that, quote, I have never seen anything in which God can, could not be perceived. Seeing God in things is a way, a proof going from the artifact to the artisan. For everything that has been made bears witness to its maker, and all activities prove that there is an agent. We, yeah, it seems there has to be an agent for fine-tuning, that is, to fine-tune, to tune up the world. Whoever arrives at this stage, it is said, cannot distinguish God's splendor from his eminence. The knowledge of renowned men of the way consists of a state. It is the soundness of their state with the Lord that they call mystical knowledge, while others from among religious scholars and jurists also call their knowledge about the Lord, quote, mystical knowledge. Those well-versed in the principles of the faith make no distinction between acquired knowledge and mystical knowledge except to say that it is possible to speak of God as a knower without having mystical or intuitive knowledge. It is by reason of their lack of grace that they speak thus. On the other hand, famous masters of the way call that knowledge mystical, which is linked to actions in a state. Actions. While a mystic is one who can explain things on the basis of his own experience of various states. Only someone with that sort of knowledge do they call a mystic or a Sufi. Such a person, in their view, must also know the inner reality of a thing for anyone who is merely concerned with the explanation of something and its pres pre preservation without at the same time stressing the preservation of its meaning and proper utilization is a knower but not a Gnostic. Hence it is that when this group wants to belittle someone before his relatives and friends, they call him a scholar. <laughs> if you want to insult somebody, 
<laughs> Remember we had Buggy working for us as a scholar? <laughs> the foremost scholar. We used to have in our poetry readings the foremost scholar. <laughs> a ladybug. The ladybug. The externalists deny the application of this label to themselves, maintaining that their sole objective is to gain knowledge, but they gain knowledge without utilizing it. The Sufis have more knowledge of God than the externalist, and yet they consider themselves to be more in need, mere beginners and very ordinary people. Their divine knowledge is free of claims and bragging. They are not inflated by an increase of knowledge. They do not pride themselves on their exercise of supernatural powers. The soul of such a Gnostic is filled with an abundance of uninterrupted favor and divine grace. His astonishment at the greatness and beauty of the one known is the secrecy of in the secrecy of intimate knowledge, cannot be expressed in writing. This is our longest letter yet. <laughs> and the most beautiful. How can mystical meaning be restricted to appearances? Is a king concerned with the huts of beggars? The condition imposed on the traveler is that he should not rest content till he attains the one known. Nor should he rest content in such knowledge, though he might know much. He should seek after more. Having drunk deeply of the wine of knowledge from the cup of love, he still wants more. His drinking merely wets his thirst. If I saw you a thousand times a day, I would still want yet another glimpse. Consider Abu Bakr the righteous, whose wealth was such that were his fate to be weighed against that of the entire Muslim community, it would be the greater. O messenger, he asked Muhammad, is faith also a form of thirst? Hmm. And have you not heard about Muaz Jabal? He had drunk from the swine and in an intoxicated stage was going to the door of the courtyards of his friends saying, quote, Come, let us have faith for an hour. Simbari had said that you could have uh, complete detachment for a couple hours and where you could be a, a monotheist. <laughs> Come, let us have faith for an hour. When the friends heard what he was saying, they hurried off to Muhammad and said, O messenger of God, Muaz spoke to us in such and such a way. Haven't we already accepted the faith? Muhammad replied, O Muaz, you drank wine from the tavern of love and now have become quarrelsome with your friends. This is thirst. You become intoxicated and forgot everything. Who were your friends? And where did you drink your wine? <laughs> it has also been said, Before us is the dazzling beauty of the city. When you have observed it, go. Burn some wild rue. What is that beauty before you? Is it your intoxication? And what is that wild rue? It is your very being. Whenever it happens, 
as it does so many times a day that the divine footstool says to the throne, quote, what news do you have? And the footstool asks, the throne asks the footstool, quote, do you have any news? And the heaven, and heaven asks the earth, has any secret passed by in your direction? And earth answers heaven, has any ever journeyed in your direction? The cry is always due to the excess of thirst. O oh, brother, there are thousands upon thousands who have been martyred and killed on this way for his sake. Many of the thousands are wounded and thrown prostrate. Those renowned for their intellect have been utterly perplexed in their search for him, and those famous for their religious knowledge are annihilated by the Lord at the very outskirts of his glory. All their discernment and insight become submerged like a drop in the ocean of his majesty and singed, singed like sparks from the fire of his glory. Reaching out to those consumed hearts, say, it is a torch that lovers bear in their hands. They make the whole world happy with their fragrance and conversation, yet do not drink even a drop from the vessel of the honor of this world. I said, for whom are you so beautifully adorned? He said, for myself, since I am the one. I am lover, beloved, and love. I am the mirror, beauty, and seeing. An imbiber of wine came to the door of the tavern and asked for a little wine. He was told that the tavern was out of wine. Quote, take my hand and place it upon the mouth of the vessel, he replied, quote, so that I might smell its aroma. This will make me as intoxicated as others because, be, as others become after drinking a hundred glasses of wine. So intoxicated am I with the heady wine of his love that if I take one more gulp of it, I shall expire straight away. One should not be astonished that a beggar became so intoxicated by the fragrance of his Lord that the holy and exalted angelic beings were unable to bear the burden. There was such a breeze of divine favor blowing within his inflamed breast that angels fell senseless. When they came to their senses again, Gabriel said, quote, In seven hundred thousand years we have never experienced such fragrance as emanated from the age of one closest to God. Gabriel asked him, Muhammad, about it. He said, quote, Surely I smell the fragrance of Yemen. It is the gentle breeze wafing from the inflamed heart of a camel driver who has produced intoxication from the direction of Yemen. That idler, idolater, thread in hand, put the city in an uproar when he staggered from the tavern in drunken delirium. Peace. That's the end. Oh. Yeah, it seems to be growing in, in uh, mystical knowledge. I think the way to increase mystical knowledge is to read 
one letter after another. Uh, I think the way to acquire mystical knowledge is to read Maneri. He said that's not the answer. I guess I didn't understand. And I'm not even a scholar. We read from the letter 45, Mystical Knowledge of the Transcendent Creator, and uh, Sarafuddin Maneri, The Hundred Letters, The Classics of Western Spirituality, translated by Paul Jackson, Paulus Press, 